You are listening to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, episode number 48 with Saima Ali, MD. Welcome to another very special episode with a young businesswoman. Nida started her business journey in college while being a math major. Isn't that interesting? So Nida is a designer at Headed Somewhere, a scarf company with custom unique designs meant to empower women. She's a former full-time analyst, and she now works part-time on her job and part-time for her business. You will definitely enjoy this discussion and lessons learned from past mistakes in a business and future goals. I will add the website and Insta links in the show notes. Enjoy. Welcome to Wealthy Muslim Woman Podcast, Nada. Thank you so much for doing this. I am so excited. I recently joined this whole social media and started, you know, looking at starting a business and I found so many inspiring Muslim women and I'm like, I'm really amazed at how you guys are all doing this. So thank you for sharing. Please, I'll ask you to introduce yourself. You could tell us what you do and, uh, you know, when you started and everything. Yeah, sounds great. Um, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Like, when you reached out to me, I thought it was such an incredible opportunity because I also, you know, follow you and it's just awesome to see other Muslim women doing their thing. So yeah, I'll just introduce myself a little bit. My name is Nida. I'm 27 years old. I have a headscarf company. And the biggest, I think, like what I like to describe my company as is it's not just a scarf company. It's more about the clothes. It's more about the apparel. We're huge on empowering other women. And just, you know, through our message, through our product, that's the biggest thing for us. Like, it's we believe that our customers are not just like a customer, like, you know, like a buyer or a sale it's like a person behind it and it's another woman so we believe really strongly in kind of empowering one another and all that stuff a little bit more about me personally I'm the designer at Headed Somewhere and the founder I also uh, live in New York and I'm originally from New Jersey and I moved here around a year ago year and a half ago and yeah so far it's just been an amazing journey just kind of you know learning about the city and about everything else and yeah it's been awesome (laughs) when did you start your company Okay, so I started it, like it went through different phases. So the first name of the company was called Indifference, actually. And that was when I was in college. And that was very like a test drive type of business. And, you know, it was like kind of the same product. It was like scarves, but I was hand stitching them. So it was really hard to do that while studying because my major was math. So it was really, really intense. Um, and yeah, so kind of juggling that with the business was really tough. So what ended up happening was we decided to kind of go more like ordered in bulk and from overseas. And when we did that, I changed it to the hijabi. That was the name. And that was really great too. But the thing was then a lot of the customers and the people who weren't hijabi kind of felt misrepresented. So it was like a lot of, you know, like we just had to be really open to a lot of critique and a lot of kind of really pinpointing our niche and seeing like who we wanted to target, right? And then finally, like after a lot of branding, research, all that stuff, we realized that we wanted to be a brand for all woman right like not just covered woman not just muslim woman for all women and we finalized on this brand name and i think a lot of it was like i myself was in college and you know what i mean so like i was learning and all that stuff and then after college was when i really got a better understanding of like business 
you know, what I wanted, what the brand represented and all that stuff. So it was really nice to kind of have that understanding through experience, you know? Yeah. How did you even come up with the thought to start a business, especially in college and especially being a math major? I thought you were going to say you were a business major and inspired (laughs) from that. But especially with a math major, I think most most kids, college kids, especially are not thinking of I'm going to start a business and where am I going to go? Right. So for me, I just grew up a lot of like my dad, for instance, he had a business. So from like a young age, I saw like he kind of, you know, he was working somewhere else and he's always had this dream to have his own company. And then I saw him kind of like live that dream out while I was in high school. So I think it was starting from there that I really started to think about what kind of life I wanted for myself, you know, because I was always a very creative person. Like I never did things the conventional way. Like I always did things really, really different. You know, it was very, you know what I mean? Like I thought outside of the box, which was, I think one of my strengths. Um, And because of that, I was like, how can I kind of take this passion and make it into a business? Right. So initially, like when I would be in high school, I went to an Islamic school. I actually had this like really big folder with all these like printouts that I would print from the computer lab with like dresses and like flowers and all this stuff that I would redraw, like I would draw during lunch or whatever. And then eventually my, one of my friends was like, why don't you start a clothing line? Like, why don't you do sketches of that and do that? So then I started to like do a lot of dress designing on my, on paper and stuff like that. And that was really great. But as time went on, I started to sketch hijabs more. And, you know, then I was like, okay, I want to, I, these are the type of hijabs I would wear, right? Like hijabs that represent my personality, hijabs that allow women to represent their career or their interests or their passions, because we don't really have that mm-hmm. much, you know? So that was kind of like the, I guess, the drive <laughs> behind the brand. No, that's so awesome. I think especially in our culture, we get stuck in the box and you're told from a very young age that you you have to be a doctor and you have to be an engineer and or a lawyer and there's like really no other way out. And especially business is not something that's really taught. And if you really think about it and look at the world, like the world is run by business people. It's not run by, you know, doctors or any of these other careers that were pushed towards. Right. So I'm so glad that you got up <laughs> and decided. Oh my God, thank you. <laughs> You're so you know, that, That's very inspiring in itself, especially for you know young kids or any anybody, I think. So that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your like journey. You said, you know, any anything that you would do differently. I don't I don't think like we make mistakes. I think they're all like learning opportunities for us. Like yeah. we all learn from something and then we'll do something different. So anything that you would do different if you could go back or, you know, you were starting over again, you wish you knew something? I think for me, the biggest thing that I would have probably done is learn to pace myself in the sense that like I, I myself sat down and really was like thought of like a game plan earlier on I would have been able to make more impactful changes or impactful decisions in the business like for instance just kind of when I have a collection right I know what I'm gonna do and I know what the collection is gonna be about but I don't really think like six months ahead and like okay this maybe I can start looking for the models right now like six months in advance or you know do this or you know hire the photographer for me it's like all of it comes when the product arrives 
And in a sense, it kind of makes sense to do that too, because it's like you need to see the product to really feel the message behind it. Because sometimes you might have it in your head and it's completely different. But then it comes here and then I'm like, oh, okay, now I have all this work. You know, it's still within light and it's so cramped and it's a lot of all-nighters and it's just really hectic. So I think that's one thing that I do a lot that I just need to like pace myself a little bit more. I think that's the biggest <clears throat> advice I would give to myself. And also just kind of knowing that as we go on, like we're going to learn and nothing's going to be set in stone and things are always going to be changing. And we just have to learn to adapt with it. Like for instance, the pandemic, right? Like, you know, it's like something we, like a lot of my friends and stuff like that are making masks, you know, clothing brands are making masks and they would have never thought that, you know what I mean? Like, where would you think that, okay, like I'm going to make a mask and sell it, you know? So it's like just really learning to like adjust to the times and, you know, to the need, I think of the marketplace. Yeah. 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 And it's, I guess the other thing I was thinking about is like competition when it comes to, especially in scarves. I, I've seen like so many hijabi companies, hijab companies now, and especially with scarves, like most of you, most of them you could find at like regular stores too. So is that also that come, comes in, in play when you're deciding what to do and how to go about oh, yeah. selling? Definitely. Because I would say like the hijab market is definitely one of the toughest ways to you know, like toughest markets or not even just hijab, like modest market, because the thing is there's so much competition, right? And especially for something like at least at least with dresses, I feel like you still have like long sleeves or something you can't really find in the store. But like if somebody really wants a scarf, you feel like in the consumer's mind, you're thinking, Oh, I can just go to like JC Penny, right? But in reality, this is what I like to pride, you know, in our scars and I'm sure other scarf businesses feel the same. There's a difference in quality, I feel like. Like when I would go out and buy something from the store, like a pashmina or something like that, I feel like it wouldn't cater to my needs. It'd be too long, it'd be too wide, you know what I mean? And then now, like with all these modest markets, you have like two layers. You have one layer where you're in competition with all the non-Muslim brands or like the brands that are not in the modest market. And then you have the competition within. And I think that both come into play. So like within the modest market, now since I talked about the other one first, I think within the modest market, there is a lot of competition instead of like collaboration in terms of that, where I feel like everyone kind of feels like each to themselves and not in like a, and sometimes I feel like it's not healthy in that regard. And I do feel like that's something that we could improve as a modest community as well, you know, because sometimes it's like, okay, we're all working towards the same goal. Like just because one person, this is something we believe really strongly, like just because one person is, you know, excelling, that's not going to take away from the other person's risk, right? Like, or their, what they're owed. And that's something I think also is a really big layer in terms of like the competition within the modest market. Yeah. Um, I'm not really too involved in fashion and everything, but are there any fashion shows that are modest or held by Muslim yes. women where you all like, where you collaborate and everybody comes together and you could show off your, yeah, your work? Yeah, so have you heard of Hijab Fest? No. <laughs> they used to come out like, I don't know if they still do, but yeah, that was one. And there's a couple other, like I know in DC there's some, but yeah, for me, the only one that I really got a chance to go to was Hijab Fest. And that was in New Jersey. So that was great. But I, I have yet to hear more. I, I love them. I think they're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be amazing to start off something for all the Muslim women businesses to get together yeah. and 
start something where they can have annual or some sort of uh, function and everybody gets yeah. together and everybody gets to see the work. That could be a good collaboration. And anything else that you want to tell us about your journey from your business or like what your future goals are? Where do you see yourself going? Sure. Yeah. I think for me, like I want to continuously build that connection with my followers and my customers. Like even with every collection, like I love doing polls and like, you know, you probably don't see a lot of that. You probably already see that a lot in my stories and stuff. I love kind of checking in with my customers and everything like that, my followers, just to see what they're looking for. Like Mm -hmm. I'm all about, you know, seeing how I can better myself. And I think that's something that we can apply both in our business, businesses and our brands, as well as in our personal life. And I think that that's something that, you know, I hope to, and I have learned so much from all my audience and my, you know, the people that I talk to. And yeah, I think that it really like this journey has been amazing. Like from start to from like college to like now, it's just been an incredible journey. Like I've learned so much. And I think that, you know, for any other fellow uh, businesses who are out there kind of, you know, trying to make it just, just know that it's not going to be like, I'm still making, you know, we're all still trying and it's never ending, but you just have to like learn from the people that you engage with and communicate with. Yeah. What are some ways that we can, Muslim businesswomen can support each other and help each other, build each other up? Can you think of anything? Yeah. So for me, like the biggest thing is like, and this is something that I've noticed a lot of Muslim brands feel like it's not just, you know, we've actually talked a lot about this, like just the idea that helping another Muslim sister out isn't going to hurt you, even if they are your competition in terms of like, you know, no one's saying like, sell their product on your page you know what I mean but like it's not going to hurt you to share somewhat a, a brand that's you know is, is, is in your field but maybe they're doing it in a completely different way so I would say like don't be afraid to collaborate with other women like because what if you're in a place one day where you need help and someone else who's above you it does the same thing to you that you probably did to you know like no one in particular is just like that's what I think to myself when I'm like okay if someone if a brand asks me like hey, I want to start a hijab business, I'm not going to withhold information from them because they could one day be my competitor. Because for me, that just seems like petty, right? Like, it's like, why would I do that? (laughs) You know what I mean? And believe it or not, that's a very, very strong, I guess, like, concept in the Muslim market. Like, you know, in terms of seeking mentors, in terms of, like, asking for advice from other businesses, like, I like to always reach out to other businesses and brands and stuff like that and learn from them. And I reach out to both Muslim and non-Muslim, in fact, more Muslim. And I've gotten more answers from the non-Muslims. And that's something that, you know, you really notice. And it's a really big problem because I feel like we always want to like bring more Muslim women to the table, bring more Muslim women to the table. But it's like, how are we really helping those people come? You know what I mean? And I think just asking ourselves that is the biggest advice or the biggest tip I think I would give. Yeah, and I honestly believe that there, there's no really competition out there. Everybody's going to get what they're going to get in this dunya, and that's already set up. Uh, up. And, and I think generosity just helps more with you growing. The more we give into the universe, the more we get back. And it may not come back in the same form. You know, you may not get the same money back or same thing back, but it's going to come back. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the universe doesn't hold anything to itself. So the more helpful we are, I truly believe that the more you get back somehow. Exactly. Completely so, agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's something that we shouldn't be thinking of as a 
competition or holding each other back, but lifting each other up and seeing how we can help. Yes. Oh my God, this was awesome. Anything else that you can tell us, like advice for maybe a younger Muslim woman who wants to start her own business or who's thinking about it? Where should she start yeah. from or what should she be thinking? Yeah, I would say definitely like, first of all, do your research. You know, you want to know what's out there, what your market is. Know your niche market. Like, like that's the problem that I didn't really have. I mean, I had where I didn't really know what I was targeting. And because of that, I went through all those changes so definitely that and then the last thing I think would be like don't be afraid to reach out to people because the worst that's going to happen is they're going to say no right and I think in doing that maybe you message 10 people maybe like one answers but at least then you have a friend or a connection and I think that those connections that you make they're the ones that will help you rise because like there are people that I messaged or actually some of my first customers when I was first that hijabi I'm still really good friends with them on Instagram now. And they are, you know, like they're the people that I ask for advice. They're the people that I engage with and I talk to. And because we have this bond where we support one another, both financially and emotionally, we're able to build our relationship. And I would highly recommend that you try to find people who are similar to you or who have similar interests and use those relationships to grow, like to nurture yourself and to better yourself. Thank you so much. I, I love this. Honestly, and I love seeing that you are so young and you are so involved and in business. <laughs> so oh, I love seeing that. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. It was such such a pleasure to be on your show. I really thank appreciate you. you having me. Thank you so much. All right. And I hope to, you know, we, we talk on Instagram here and there, but yeah. I hope to continue that. And Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll send you my little um, yeah. intro and everything. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Jazakallah. Bye. 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 Bye.